I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Wake Forest hit their stride. Unfortunately, it was against the Orange, handing them their third loss of the season, their first in ACC play. Sidibe will not redshirt. All of that, plus, we will do another quick preview of Notre Dame. Let's go. I need you to get up at your seats right now. This is Syracuse basketball. Make some noise, Orange fans. It's time for the Juice Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice Nation podcast. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to episode 48 of the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, YouTube, and SoundCloud. I am Sean, alongside my good buddy Joe. Back two days later. This is our, this is our quickest back-to-back podcast action that we've ever done so um give it up to joe he fit it in his schedule he's a busy guy and he's getting it done for you guys aren't you joe (laughs) oh god you're just as busy as me man come on so anyways well i didn't work today because i was snowed in here in in va beach um which is absolutely brutal here but i won't i won't i won't get into all that but no yeah so Um, we weren't sure, obviously, if we were going to do this, but this Wake Forest post game immediately. But we decided to. We had time. Uh, the loss, a cornucopia, a potpourri pot, if you will, of things that could be contributed to this loss. I think it, um, it was a little bit nerve wracking, but it wasn't like ugly hard to watch, um, just because so many little things. Um, but first, Joe, before we go over that, talk us off the ledge. Help me up. Give me a pat on the ass. Tell me everything's going to be okay. Because if you read social media, we suck. It's over. That's it. So, um, <laughs> we'll be all right. I mean, you know, it seemed like you could attribute you could attribute a little lack of defense. You could you could attribute like you brought up yesterday um, after the game that Wake Forest just played a good game. They yeah. just they played a good game. Tyus Battle did not have a good game. Thirteen turnovers. Uh, as a team between Tyus Battle and uh, Howard, they had eleven of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tyus Battle said after the game, "I didn't, I, I didn't do anything well tonight. I have to do better." I would agree. I don't think he didn't do anything well, but he, he, if, like you said to me today, to quote Joe, if Tyus Battle has a bad night, you know our chances of losing go 
dramatically up. Yeah. So from the floor, yeah. from the floor though, Syracuse forty two percent to Wake's forty four point six. Threes thirty eight point eight to forty seven point three. Uh, they had two guys though that really shot. They shot uh, seven of thirteen between the two of them. Yeah. And who's that? Mitchell uh, Will Belkin. Will Belkin. Will Belkin. Yeah. And uh, Bryant Crawford. Bryant Crawford. Yeah. yeah. So. I think they uh, were seven to seven to thirteen. Seven to thirteen combined. Yeah, combined. Yeah. Uh, free throws. Syracuse once again really hitting them um, in stride. Yep. That could be attributed to Pas- Pascal. I mean, he's nailing them, and he didn't have many fouls yesterday either. But if we could get. I think after Coach Alan Griffin has him shoot his hundred foul shots after practice, maybe he should do the old um, run down the line drill with the ball, and and everybody try to slap the damn ball out of his hands because uh, it didn't seem like that was tough work last night, as he looked like he was holding on to a slippery fish most of the time when he was grabbing yeah. the ball. Um, yeah. So Frank Howard though five for seven from behind the arc, which was good. And, yeah, Frank uh, was good. Yeah. So. All right, Joe. What did I miss? What did I miss? Give us your give us your thoughts. I think loss. just like Syracuse fans always do when we start out a season well, it it doesn't matter what the expectations are or were in the beginning of the game. I understand that expectations grow and stuff like that, but we have a good record, but we have a lot of close games. We have a lot of second half or late second half comebacks and there wasn't like the expectations for this team weren't really that high and we really didn't know what we were going to get. So with that came a lot of close games and we've had to basically grit them out. You know, like we talked about last episode, the little things that they have been doing, being scrappy, going to the line, uh, turnover steals, offensive rebounds and putbacks, um, the blocks, just all the, the little things, you know, that they do that's the little things that have gotten them through all these close games in the non-conference and got them the record that they do. But uh, if any of that kind of stuff falters, and like I said, and on top of that, Tyus Battle get into foul trouble, have to sit for three, three and a half minutes, and Tyus Battle not have an overall good game, like normal to what he is. I mean, it was a below average game. So when that happens, then I don't think, especially in the ACC, I don't really think there's a team bad enough. To, to where you're probably not going to lose that game, especially on the road as well. So, right, and, and there's the, points when they looked a little unfocused and really not into it, and I think that attributed some of it as well. So, again, I mean, I think Wake Forest they moved the ball well and got got the ball down around the baseline, around the hoop, um, very, very well early to where they got passes. out to their lead. Yeah. Yep, and then we kind of. Uh, switched up, you know, we, we changed our zone to stop that and we kind of started holding them and we came back and then basically I thought we played pretty good and we got a good lead and then they had that little little uh, couple minutes there where they were just hitting threes and we just had some bad shots and then we just didn't get certain, just things didn't go our way at the end when we needed them to and that's what happens in close games. Is there was... it's, cl- it's close, close, close and then something's got to happen good and go your way in, at the end of the game. Uh, whether it's shots falling or offensive rebounds or a call um, that doesn't get called, so yeah, yeah. I mean, we can hit that up too. But the uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 no call, the no foul on on Howard that ended up in a fast break was pretty much 
was it could have been. I mean, there's no telling because we didn't get the foul shots, but it was it was at the most a four point turnaround. Uh, yeah, you know. So um, Syracuse was out rebounded thirty eight to twenty nine. Uh, out yeah, rebounded. First game they're out rebounded, right? First game this year that they were out rebounded, and it's kind of you know in front of eight thousand fans, they they weren't a factor all night. Okay, the 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 uh, Wake Forest fans were not. They weren't. They weren't loud. They weren't obnoxious. Uh, it was a complete non-factor, and you would think that in a scenario like that, for the Orange being on the road, it could be. Um, you know, maybe maybe a good opportunity to get over the the road woes, you know, that are seeming to carry over from last year. Um, yeah, just they weren't a factor, so it wasn't it wasn't. Um, I mean, yeah, they weren't in the dome, okay. But I mean, you got. Well, I, then that's it's just a lot of it is just when I say that in this instance, it's not that, like you said necessarily that. I mean, there's probably a decent amount of uh, Syracuse fans there too, but. I just talk about yeah, just familiar, familiarity, you know what I mean, as far as playing on the court and just, just there is a difference, even in not necessarily, it doesn't have to be because it's loud or the fans, but just the fact the familiarity of of the court and where you practice and that's where you play most. So right. that is kind of a real thing. Home sweet so home. yeah. Yeah. So that that's what I mean as far as that goes. That's, it's don't. always just being on the road, it's, you're not in your normal, comfortable routine. Um, and it's just, you know, sometimes it just makes it a little difficult. So, yeah. Um, one thing I want to mention before we, we do, um, go any further before I forget, uh, Barama Sadibi did play yesterday, yep. so he is no longer eligible. Apparently coach asked him if he wanted to be redshirted and Sadibi said, no, he wa- I want to play. So yep. Sadibi going to work through some of the tendonitis issues he's having. Um, and I think that's good. I think that's good. It's still early in the season. He's got plenty of time to go through and and heal up and get on the court and be in practice and be suited up. And yep. he's, he's a reliable second man. And the the problem is the amount of reps and or the <laughs> the amount of minutes he's getting now. You know, we've got to build that back up and get him back out there and get him comfortable again. So I guess the more you do that, the better. Throw him in for yeah. a few minutes every game until he's better. Well, and it answers our question. You know, there's not going to be stories about it. People aren't going to talk about it anymore. I mean, he can't redshirt, so it's just going to be a game-to-game thing. You know, and I, I yeah. predict that he's going to have to, like you said, just build his minutes up, get familiar with playing with those guys again and getting back in the rotation. And um, if he doesn't play well, then he probably won't get minutes. If there's games where he doesn't play, we probably know it's because his tendonitis flared back up. But other than that, I mean. Yeah, and I have I have – like some tendonitis in my elbows and it sucks. So, and it's been years. So I don't know how he's going to deal with it, but I don't have the doctors he has either. Good old tennis elbow back from the day when you were playing yeah, tennis. Yeah, back in the day when I used to, you know, get out on the courts. Never. Um, I don't uh, know how I got yeah, it. Yeah, so the... Uh, <laughs> Swinging a hammer, the, uh, probably. The one question that I would ask now, that's probably the next question, the next story is what what would the deal with uh, Merrick and only playing nine minutes? Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I, I know Moyer was play, I I know Moyer played uh, played well. I mean, but usually, you know, he's the spark, and I don't know why. You know, he would only get nine minutes. I don't know if there was something, some underlying thing that we didn't know about, whether or not he was just under the weather, or if there was some type of injury that happened in practice or something. But, or if it was just the flow of the game. But I just felt like the sample size wasn't big enough. You know. Yeah. Um. I. I think 
you know, while he turned the ball over once, he was just just barely getting out there, turned the ball over. <laughs> uh, I want to yeah. see I want to see him get more minutes. They he he was mostly used yeah. when when coach wanted to press. In, right. Inbounds guy. Well, and that was another thing too. Like you said, we got out rebounded, and maybe I mean they did a, a great job on finding bodies. They had a seven foot one guy who's thicker and has more weight and strength than Chukwu that was kind of pushing him around a little bit on some rebounds. So they definitely got bodies um, on our bodies and boxed out, and that, that was one yeah. of the worst. And again, that's some a big part of our offense. That's a big part of our offense. Yeah, huge part. And we just a lot of times just weren't getting the, the bounce. You know, we weren't in the right yep. spot at the right time. And also with um, Merrick, you know, it, the game was so tight all the way through. I, you know, coach was probably just like, you know, he had battle and foul trouble and everything. He was just, I think, just trying to keep everything um, cohesive out there. And that's what he thought would work best. But like you said, I think Merrick's scrappy enough to go out there and create things that aren't even there sometimes. And he has that ability. So, I mean, I'm, he know coach knows better than me, but I'd, I'd, I'd use him a little bit more. So, um, all right, Joe, any final thoughts on wake forest uh just that it's like you said you wanted a pat on the the back and say it's okay uh it's not what i think saying. it's just the jury's still out you know as far as there wasn't expectations for this team this team's very young so and they did play a lot of close games when you play close games there's going to be times when it just doesn't go your way so Thanks. there are going to be losses like this unfortunately and wake forest even though the record is only seven and six eight and six now but uh you know, they played North Carolina to a four-point game, and um, it's starting to look like Danny Manning's found his rotation because they were pretty good, you know. And they did that, and their leading scorer got hurt last night, um, didn't even play the second half. I mean, he I only played, I, I want to say, about five minutes. Yeah. So, um, so the Wake Forest, and you have to remember, they made the tournament last year. So just because they started bad doesn't mean that they're not a, a, a better team at this point. So we'll just have to wait and see. You know, it's just one game at a time, but, you know, being – what is it? Twelve and three. 12 and three. One and one in I mean, the ACC. It's not. It's not the end of the world. Like I told you earlier, we were eight and five after non-conference play last year. So let's see how many games we play this year before we get five losses. That's right. Good point. And you know, keep your heads up, Cuse Nation. It's not the end of the world. It's. A, it's. It kind of sucks, but I think um, Joe kind of convinced me this last night. Wake Forest is probably just getting their footing, and we just happen to be a victim of of them kind of hitting their stride a little bit there. And yeah. um, it is what it is. But we got Notre Dame coming on Saturday. We did this preview, but Joe, you got something uh, you want to point out? Uh, Notre Dame went and beat up on NC State. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, Bonzi Colson did have successful surgery for all those Notre Damers out there. But he is not going to be in uniform on Saturday, so that's good for us. Uh, again, I still think that we're going to get, um, pretty good attendance. You know, we both guessed what we thought it was going to be. I think, uh, you might be a little bit closer after that loss last night, but I don't know. We'll um, see. We'll see. <laughs> I said, just for the record, if you didn't listen yeah. to last episode, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, 25, so, Joe was 28. Right. So Notre Dame, they, uh, last night defeated, um, North Carolina state, uh, 85 to 88 or 88 to 58. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, 30, 30 point game. Yeah. And again, like I said, Bonzi Colson was out and, uh, their leading point guard, their main guy, um, Matt Farrell 
he uh, sprained an ankle, and I think he kind of sat out the second half precautionary because they were up enough. So um, then I have a question, though. I have a question. Yes. Is Notre Dame still this good? Are they that dangerous still, or does NC State just do they suck? Um, yeah, that's I don't know. That's again, that's really, really what it, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Was I was going to end that with basically saying that who knows how good NC State is because they lost a lot of guys. That, um, I think they had a coaching change. They had a couple suspensions, a couple guys. You know, they're just. Yeah. I mean, they seem to be a mess. It seems every. Every year they play NC State, I seem I feel like they have a new team. I don't even you know they're just one of those teams that it doesn't never feel like there's a player that's there for like two, three, four years. Yeah, so every year it's different. So right. I have no idea. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was at Notre Dame, and um, they're probably fired up to try to prove and get back. You know, obviously there's, there's minutes to be to be had with Bonzi Colson being out, so someone's got to step up. And last night it was. Uh, a freshman who had been struggling off the bench. He came out and played well. TJ Gibbs, another guard that uh, scored, I think, 22 points. So, and again, Matt Farrell is a great point guard, and I'm sure he'll be ready to go come Saturday. So He is, yeah. I, yeah, so I guess just, I mean, that's just going to be, we. You, you still don't really know what to expect is basically what it comes down to. I was just basically letting everybody know what they did. So Yeah, not you know, just you never underestimate a team because they're missing a guy. Never underestimate a team because – Maybe they didn't do as good in in um, uh, non conference as you, and they lost yeah. some bad games. Don't underestimate anybody because this is, you know, this is Division One basketball, and it's you know you're playing with the best the best college athletes on the planet. So yeah, I mean yeah. that's it. And keyword basketball because some nights you just don't have it. Some nights it's just that's an true. inch so, away, and it's right. bounce here or battle last night. Battle last yeah. night. He didn't. He was not feeling it. Right. So. <clears throat> Again, it's just a wait and see. I think it's still going to end up being a good a good win because Notre Dame is a talented team, and uh, I hope that this Bonzi Colson thing doesn't kill them and hurt their tournament chances. But um, yeah, I guess just got to go to the dome. Got to go to the dome, help them out, and hopefully one to end uh, Saturday afternoon, thirteen and three. That's it. Okay, so um, Saturday at three o'clock, three fifty. It says three o'clock, three fifteen. Uh, yeah, ESPN or ESPN two. If you don't go to the dome, uh, if you do go there, make some noise. Joe, any final thoughts? Just got to get on the boards and look for Ty's battle to have him bounce back game. I expect him to have a very good game. Yeah, there you go. Good one. Good point. All right, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. We'll see you next time. Thanks. You just heard the Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. 
Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.